Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, you're listening to the DPC podcast. The podcast where we talk about all things dead parent. The good, the bad, and the banter. Hosted by Sam. And so have, have you listened to every episode or do you kind of I have yes so I did um, wow. go back and start all the episodes once I found out about you guys so yeah I've wow. been following from the beginning oh thank you so much that's amazing yeah, I think you guys are amazing. I love listening and it's so cool to hear everyone's different stories. And I know I bet it's helped you as much as it's helped all of us listening to it. But oh, really no, awesome yeah, I've been doing. Yeah, definitely. Well, it was one of those things, you know, like when obviously it happened to me and Sam, like literally no, nobody spoke about it. And you thought that you were the only person in the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like the reality of it is, is that so like, yeah so many people have is there anything in the last year so many like grief communities have popped up as well on instagram and there's just like thousands and followers on all of them yeah. so it's kind of nice to know that we aren't just like aliens right <laughs> exactly it's definitely nice and i i feel like it's made me realize how much we don't talk about it here in america at least compared to you guys a little bit more too but yeah it's nice to feel like people know what it's like to go through this for sure yeah yeah I'm looking forward to kind of finding out you know who you do talk to and stuff over there about it if it's such a kind of taboo subject and everything so yeah I mean if you don't mind you can do like a brief introduction to yourself so it's just for the start of the podcast so your name and where you're from how old you are um yeah just so our listeners have an idea of you know your background yeah definitely um so my name is Abby Schermacher um I'm from Colorado which is like uh, kind of in the middle of the United States. I don't know if you're familiar, but we've got mountains, but we're pretty landlocked. Um, yeah. And I am 19. Um, so I am attending a university right now, pretty close to home. So that's really good. Um, but yeah, I um, have a younger brother who's 14. And then I live with him and my dad. But while I'm going to college, I live um, on campus so that's really nice that I kind of have two places to go to all the time yeah. but yeah yeah a bit of like a separation from kind of like your own hideaway right <laughs> yes definitely and I feel like when I'm um living at school I am definitely not as sad as I am when I'm at home it's kind of hard to 
even think about it because I'm just so distracted with school and stuff like that too yeah yeah definitely so what are your mom and dad called um sorry what what are the names of your mom and dad oh um so my mom's name was Julie and my dad's name is Gary um so yes and my little brother's name is Joseph oh cute yeah yeah I like kind of one of the things that I think is really nice and people ask the name of your parents mm-hmm. because I've noticed it people never you tell them the story but nobody ever actually asks yeah I was it. actually oh, caught off guard that you asked me yeah. that because no one actually ever has honestly. yeah yeah, yeah so, it's, so, so it's so true people people never really ask about it and I, I don't know why it's like that they ask about the experience and what happened but never about you know who they were as a person yeah definitely it feels more personal for sure to yeah like that yeah um so obviously this is the dpc podcast so Mm -hmm. you know you have an affiliation to it so um which obviously which one of your parents passed away and kind of a brief intro into that your your individual story and what that was like for you yeah so um my mom passed away um almost a year ago it'll be a year on the 27th of this month so Mm. it's crazy how fast time has gone but um she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in august of 2017 and so she lived um 15 months after that and did chemotherapy and stuff like that um and for a while she was just living a normal life uh getting chemo she was obviously in pain. Pancreatic cancer is very aggressive, as we've okay. learned since she was diagnosed. But um, uh, she didn't start getting um, aggressively sick until the last month or two. So it was mm. kind of an interesting process for sure. Um, but like I said, I my brother's younger and she was eight, I was 18 when she passed away. So um, mm. we're pretty young. So it's definitely been a yeah. weird transition this year um having my dad be like the person of the house she did a lot of the cooking and cleaning and stuff like that so we're definitely adjusting but um yeah so it's been crazy but I just can't even believe it's been a year already time flies (laughs) yeah I mean I how do you how do you feel about kind of approaching that date because I know even now kind of four years later the the weeks and days building up to that date like they're really heavy like yes yeah there's something about something about like the air and everything around you that just feels really like subdued and just sad and but yeah yeah and you wake up just kind of on the wrong side of the bed I feel like yeah, when that like happens. A, a lot up to those days but um somebody that I know it's kind of so close kind of fam- a member of the family of mine text me and she, she was like you know I, know I know the build up to these days can sometimes be worse than the actual day itself and it's so true because mm-hmm. you kind of find yourself looking back at what life was like last year and I think like you especially will because um my situation was very similar to yours where my mum didn't start getting kind of noticeably and really sick until about a month two months before she actually passed away so I feel okay. like that time when they're ill it doesn't feel real I don't think Mm-mm. um and it because life just kind of carries on and you don't notice them getting that much sicker until suddenly they do and then suddenly it's like oh my god like this is actually happening now yeah definitely and 
that's exactly how I felt. I feel like um, for having pancreatic cancer, she did live um, quite a long time. But throughout those months, I never really assumed that she wouldn't beat it. I always just kind of thought that, oh, like, she seems fine. It's going to get better. Um, that kind of mindset. So it was definitely a hard, um, eye-opening experience when I realized that this is probably the end. But yeah, coming up on this year, it's definitely hard. Like I said, I've been like super distracted with school and stuff like that. So yeah. I don't know if that's been good or bad because sometimes I go days without even thinking about it. And I do feel a little guilty about that. But yeah, these big, like these big days, it was her birthday last week too. So just wow. days like those are hard. And I know you feel that the mothers and fathers days and the birthdays and yeah. even your own birthdays tough for sure. Massively, massively. But, it really is. Yeah. 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 So what are you, what are you planning on doing then for that day? Are you, are you going back home or? Yeah. So luckily it'll be our um, Thanksgiving break that week. So oh. I'll be at home with family, which is nice. And um, we have some extended family coming into town so it'll be good to just spend time and hopefully we'll get to like share stories about her and mm. set up our Christmas stuff that kind of thing but yeah I'm oh, excited nice. just to be at home for that yeah it's it's funny like if you kind of try and try and keep it up those days can actually become a really nice day to spend like quality time with family and friends and stuff mm -hmm. like it actually yeah. becomes an, an excuse to see each other and it's not a sad day it actually ends up being like a really nice and happy day with like a, a few tears yeah. in between <laughs> um yeah like a roller coaster of emotions kind of day really yeah definitely and like you said I think that at least I've noticed for me the build-up is harder because those are the days where you don't really get to like spend the time with family and you just are kind of anticipating those rough days but they turn out to be not too bad because I feel like at least my family we've gotten to make some new traditions and stuff like that on yeah. um, those days but yeah it's tough yeah definitely so oh, I'm guessing your mum died then it must have been at the start of your first year at university um, it was, yes, yes. I was just, I had already started. Um, and so it was kind of towards the middle, uh, yeah. of my first semester, but yeah, it was, it was definitely interesting because I'm the kind of person that I really, I like school and I like to have a lot on my plate and have a routine. It helps me like function, I guess. So yeah. I actually only took one day off of classes the day wow. that she died. Yeah. And I kind of like, I don't know, I, looking back on it, I do regret that a little bit. And I wish I would have taken some more time and the professors were really understanding and stuff like that. But I ended up having a pretty successful semester just, and I think it was a good distraction because I guess I just felt a little numb. Cause like I said, I mm -hmm. wasn't really expecting that this diagnosis would turn into something so quick like this, but yeah, I just really threw myself into school and it was an interesting time for sure. Um, once I got to summer break that after that year, it, it like was the time when it really hit me that, yeah, wow, I like was really distracted. I tried not to think about it, but then it was like, I don't have anything to do now. And I'm just really sad. But oh, I, I yeah, bet, I bet the summer was really, really difficult for you. Yeah, definitely. It was just weird to like not have those responsibilities that I forced upon myself when I probably should have taken the time to grieve. But yeah, 
Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I did see a grief counselor, though, a couple months after she died. And me and my brother have been seeing her together the past year. So that's definitely oh, been bro. helpful. Oh, so yeah. you go, you go mm-hmm. to sessions together? We do, because he, um, he's, like, in the stage of life, I guess. He's a boy, so he's already pretty quiet and doesn't like to talk about his emotions. So I think it helps him to have me there, which is good. And then I get to know how he's feeling. So it's been really it's been interesting to have that because um, all the people that I've met that have been in this situation have not been able to do that with their family. So I guess mm. it's brought us closer to do that for sure. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think, I think that's amazing that I, I think mm-hmm. there's something that I would have really liked to have done with my brothers. I think they're a lot older than me. They're seven years and nine years older than me. So okay. their kind of experience with grief was like so different. Um yes. But yeah, we've hard we've I I can't I can probably count on my hands two three times that me and my brothers have kind of said my mum's name in front of each other oh, okay. over the past like yeah. four years. Like we're not massively yeah. close. I, I probably only see them three or four times a year. But um, it is it is weird how we we've never really had big big discussions about her and how we've coped with it and stuff um so I, I think that's amazing I think it's so good for your brother as well definitely yeah with him, with him being 14 I bet he just wants to put his head in the sand and just not talk about it yeah and I think that if we didn't go to something where we were kind of forced to talk about it we'd probably be the same way where it's just yeah it's hard to like be able to bring it up I guess because other people around us don't so it's kind of that choice you have to make if it's going to make you sad or if it's going to make you happy to talk about her yeah. but uh, him and I've been working through that which is definitely good and I think that'll make it easier going into the year and the holiday season and stuff like that too yeah that's amazing that's really really good what, yeah. what, about, your, what about your dad then like just what's he like about talking about her with you guys he's been more hesitant we had asked him if he wanted to join us with grief counseling and he was kind of hesitant about it at first. And I think that he just feels like he now has so much more on his plate, like having a full-time mm. job. My brother doesn't even drive yet. So it's like yeah. <laughs> a lot of responsibility. But um, he actually recently told us that he wanted to go. So we we're <gasps> planning to do that soon. Yeah. And it took him a year, but I think it'll be good for him. Because when you don't, at least in my experience, not addressing it, like, I was a totally different person like five months ago than I am now just because I've been able to talk about it and like acknowledge the fact that I'm grieving because in your everyday life, you don't really get to do that. So it's nice to have yeah. that um, space to sit down and talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Massively. Um, I, yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. that. Like even now for me, four years later, I have to make a conscious effort to kind of make room in my life to grieve, um, mm-hmm. which I think definitely is- yeah it's it, it's such a weird thing to have to do but kind of for me it's um I obviously my dog came in before so I've got a dog um, yeah but yeah for me I walk her and sometimes I make a conscious decision to not take any headphones with me and to not take anything that's going to distract me so that I can make time in my life to not be distracted because I think I'm always listening to music or to podcasts and always with people and I think it's when it, when it's quiet that's when you're kind of giving yourself a chance to think into yeah I love that yeah yeah it's such a conscious like way to be able to incorporate it into your everyday life to just let yourself feel kind of sad sometimes 
yeah and I, I think it's so important like it's been four years but I think I'll be doing that in 10 years time because well one it helps me to re- remember her I don't I don't want to forget her I don't want to forget like what her hands mm-hmm. look like and you know having those conversations yes with her. But, yes you know that that's one of the scary things I think do, do, do you look back now and think oh my god I I, I feel like I haven't processed all this time that I've spent with her and now I don't remember half of it oh definitely and it's I have so many things like I feel like I didn't take enough pictures and like I have one voicemail from her and it's just crazy that I feel like I kind of took that for granted for sure Mm. and I was a little bit wrapped up in my own life with friends and stuff and I wish that I could go back. I know we all do, but yeah. it's just hard sometimes because, yeah, I, I do have that fear that there's those little things that I'll forget, which is mm. definitely scary. Losing a parent so young, you have so many years ahead of you to mm. try to remember it. And it's it's so hard as well because, you know, being 18 years old, there is so much going on at that time in your life. Like you've had your exams, mm-hmm. you've, you're starting a, a university and moving away from home. And I feel like your life is so busy that you've missed those moments of like slowing down and and talking yes, to them yeah, and yeah I, I can really empathize with you because you know you you think a lot about all those moments that you missed and stuff and I think you know from from my point of view four years later I I still think about that but the amount of times people have said to me like your mum would never would never have kind of judged you for not spending all that time with her and stuff like yeah it's one of the things you have mm-hmm. to remember I think that you know mums have so much love I think we'll find that out when we have kids as well that you know those definitely arguments or moments you didn't spend with them they don't really matter in the overall picture but they wrap your brain so much in those first couple of years definitely yeah I agree and um I think you posted on your personal Instagram recently about like all the things that Mm. she would have missed and I really resonated with that too that kind of goes along with it or it's like even though you miss stuff with them, all the things that now they're missing, that's also just ties into it all of that grief journey where all your big moments in life that they're just not there for, but you have ways to like incorporate them into it or make it feel like they would be there or think about what they would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really hard. And it's not until like I obviously did that post and I sat back and thought and I was like, Oh my God, like I've done so much in the past four years and, you know it's weird to think that she would never know that or share that with me which is yeah it's it's sad but um me and my family kind of going through a stage at the moment where my brother is actually having his like our first baby of the family which is really exciting yeah really exciting and then we're really lucky because his girlfriend is honestly the most amazing person like um she's had you know experiences with grief herself and she kind of sent messages to me like I really want this baby to grow up knowing her like nanny joe and like can you get some photos and stuff together for me so that I can you know it's it's going to be really nice and really difficult kind of watching this child grow and teaching them things about about their nana that they'll never know but kind of hoping that they'll have a connection to her yeah definitely and do you have like any plans for how you're going to do that are you going to show videos or pictures yeah I think I think it's going to be hard but I'm kind of I'm going to kind of make like a photo album and stuff for them I think and 
try and dig out as many photos of I kind of like her whole life and her like achievements and stuff and family photos so that if ever Zoe wants to she can or if my brother wants to they can kind of sit sit with him or her and I just have photos to show I suppose and I've also got some of my mum's old clothes so I, I want to put them oh, as like yeah. a, teddy ba- a teddy bear or something like yeah something quite physical um which I think would be really nice but yeah all these things that you know you've got you, you'll like, be navigating as you grow older I think it's good to kind of prepare prepare yourself for, for them now by you know giving yourself the, that time to, to grieve and stuff and doing those back those counseling sessions with your dad and with your brother that'll help so much as more and more of these events happen in the future yeah definitely it it just helps me at least to talk about it because like I said just I mean and you know too um losing a parent so young I've met like four people that know what this feels like and so um even especially most of my friends um now in college don't didn't know my mom so even if they're sympathetic Mm. about it it's hard because they like don't really know what I'm feeling in general but they also don't know what I lost so it's such a weird dynamic for people I think to sympathize with and that's one of the things I've struggled with the most throughout this is just understanding that I have to put myself in other people's shoes and realize that like they're not going to be able to reach out all the time and yeah um it's just not something that like no one thinks about it as much as I do that kind of thing um but yeah that's been tough too for sure yeah I can't believe that you're not even like a year a year down and you sound I know you said it in your message but you sound so mature and so oh thank you like you honestly do kind of the way that you're talking about it and kind of putting yourself in other people's shoes because it's so easy to be a bit bitter and black they asked me about it once when it happened and they've never even spoken to me about it again and blah, blah, blah. But it is, it's your yeah. grief. It's not theirs. It's hard. Yeah. It's definitely hard to realize. And it's just, it's just so weird that um, I've just realized throughout this grief comes in so many different forms and I feel like people experience it every day, but it's just crazy that we don't talk about it. And I've just tried to use this experience to like reach out to people that I know are struggling, but I'm sometimes a hypocrite about it because I expect people to reach out to me and I'm like sometimes only there for myself too. So it's just so weird Mm -hmm. to experience that once you've gone through something like this to Mm -hmm. understand that everyone's living their own lives and that's just that. You do have to kind of become like your own best friend, really, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Become the become the person that you can kind of rely on. Um, I think one of the things as well that I do with my friends is I've tried to speak about my mum with them as often as I can to make it as normal as I can over the last couple of years because okay, I'm very aware that people around you are nervous about bringing it up because they don't, they don't mm-hmm. want to they don't want to upset you. So that ends up being a bit of a catch twenty two because they don't bring it up, so you don't talk about it, so then you feel upset that they never talk about it with you and it just goes around in circles so I think one of the important things is again it's like kind of like taking taking the lead on it and bringing your mum up in front of your friends and talking about her as much as you can and Sam has a really good thing about this where she says whenever she's telling stories about her dad she says like I would tell you this story if he was alive because it resonates with the situation so why would I not now just because he's dead yeah and it's so true it's so true Mm-hmm. and uh, you That's know it's so true yeah one of the things of making a conscious effort of doing that like if a story about your mum 
matches whatever you're talking about with your friends or with your family, then 100% bring it up and talk about it. I think that's one of the most important things to do. I think so too. And I definitely need to be better about that because that goes back with just remembering them and not forgetting those little things about them and sharing those stories with people who don't even know them. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So uh, I know you said before, like you don't know many people that, you know, have lost a parent or something. So Mm -hmm. who did you kind of rely on to talk to then after it happened? Or did you literally kind of just put your head in the sun and just focus on university completely? Yeah, so my um, one of my best friends, actually, her dad passed away a couple months later. And so, yeah, so it was kind of weird that that happened. But um, we go to different schools. She lives in a different state now. So it's been hard to keep in touch still. But Mm. she's someone that I've been able to talk to just because it's pretty different situations. Um, And her loss was a lot more tragic in mine where they weren't really expecting it. But it's good to have that person that um knows what it feels like which is really good and um I'm in a sorority at my school I don't know if you guys are familiar with Greek life but it's like a female yeah. organization yeah kind of and yeah it's, it's definitely interesting but um when I was going through the recruitment process I had met a girl who had lost her mom and we do like philanthropic events um where we like give back to different organizations in the community and um, one of the years they chose to raise money for her mom's organization Um, and that really resonated with me and I thought that was really awesome that this group of girls like supported their friends like that and so that's why I chose to join my sorority and um, she actually after I'd met her my mom was still alive but she came to my mom's celebration of life which was really cool and full circle for sure Oh, nice. Um, so it was a friend that hadn't met your mom before, but she came and no, supported you through that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had just Love met that. her through recruitment. So she's older than me. She'll be finishing up school this year. But it was cool that she um, was that support system like that. And I've always been able to talk to her if I needed to, which is really awesome. But yeah, um, yeah just like weird little situations like that, that I wouldn't expect have kind of fallen in my lap, which has been nice. And I definitely have been a lot luckier than my brother just because he's so much younger. And Mm. in that like boys phase where it's definitely been harder for him, but um, it's nice to have people. I I know that I can go to any of my friends if I need to. And um, even if they don't know her, they're supportive. But yeah, like you said, um, just being able to talk about her around people is nice for sure. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so nice that people that didn't even know your mom can come and support you because it's not always about knowing the person. It's about knowing who you are now and, and empathizing with what you've been through, isn't it? So that's why me and, me and Sam yes, Diddler, who I yeah. do this podcast with, that's why we're so close because neither of us met each other's parents. We've got no idea really who they, we've got some idea of who they were as people because we've spoke about them so much, but we never met them, but we just have so much empathy for each other because our situations, you know, we lost our parents at university and our situations mm-hmm. were just so, so similar. Um, and having those people around you is like so invaluable. It's amazing. Yeah. And that's amazing that you guys were able to connect on that level. Yeah. Really, really lucky. Like I'm, I'm so grateful for it to be honest. Yeah, I bet. So that's really sweet. What's been the kind of the most helpful or valuable thing that somebody has done or said to you then over the past year um that's 
probably that's an interesting question that's probably just like um I my dad has said this a lot too but it's so nice when instead of a lot of people don't know what to say like you were saying so they'll say let me know if you need anything something like that which is super thoughtful but it's hard because I don't know just being in our position it's I'm like not the person at least that would like reach out to someone that I'm not really close to asking for something so when people just show up yeah if they just show up with something or if they just say like let's get dinner meet me at this time just something like that where they take initiative is so like it moves mountains because it just shows that not only are they thinking about you but they're really serious about like being there for you in this situation and I think that that's just a very good way for someone to be supportive of someone who's going through a grief loss yeah I love that and it's so true it's so easy for people to just be like oh no we'll do something and they never actually come through with it but it is the people that are like yeah are you free this day meet me here and you know it's that they they obviously want to be there for you and you can tell and it means so much yeah exactly and especially people who knew my mom I love when they bring her up or tell stories I that is so meaningful to me more so than just talking about how I am right now or how mm. I'm feeling just talking about her getting the opportunity to because I never really get to that's super special too yeah well one of my best friends um she knew my mum quite well because she used to come on family holidays and stuff with us um and okay. she has she has some of the funniest stories about my mum because my mum my was such, such a character and um I absolutely love seeing her whenever she kind of talks about her um I feel so much more connected to my mum because it's just you know it's hearing stories from people that knew her really well because I don't really have that that many people around me now that did mm-hmm. and that, that's what happens as you grow older you meet new friends and stuff and you know they're less and less connected to your family as you were as a child so I think yeah having, having a few of those friends that still knew her really well is is amazing yeah that's really special yeah. it's just nice to be able to connect to those people in that way too I feel like you'll always have that connection that they knew um the person that was the most special to you mm. so do you think that losing your mom especially you know with you being at university do you think it's changed your relationship with your friends at home at all or have you kind of distanced yourself from you know some people or have some people surprised you with how good they've been with supporting you yeah so um, for the most part, I think I've definitely planted myself here at my university and made a lot of friends um, here for sure. My um, boyfriend, I've been dating for almost three years, so he actually knew my mom. So that's really special too. He's been super supportive and we go to the same university. So it's nice that um, I can always go to him if I need to. And again, like he'll tell stories about my mom and he'll feel that sadness with me too, that he misses her as well. But Um, I guess for the most part, this year has been different for me because like I said last year, I just kind of immersed myself in school and I wasn't very social. And I think that I used just trying to be a good student as my kind of cover up for avoiding my grief. But this year I've been trying to branch out friend wise and stuff. So I think that I kind of have just felt like time has gone by so fast and I've just been really distracting myself that I haven't even had the opportunity to feel sad and Mm. I don't necessarily know if that's good or bad but sometimes it's just like after a long day I'll just lay in bed and just think about my mom and 
um, not really have those people to talk to about it just because I've kind of like separated my life here from it in a sense. So yeah, no, it's, it's just so weird to, like you said, grow up and meet people that don't know. And I don't know when it's appropriate to tell new friends that (laughs) I've lost a parent too. I, I don't, sometimes it's like awkward to just throw that in there. And sometimes I don't know if maybe like that's, like I said, just, it's kind of awkward, but, um, have, have you yeah, had any, it's, just, like, it's been any hard like, for me this year. Have you had any sort of like really awkward, funny moments kind of with people when they, you know, just expect that you've got a mom or somebody says something and you're like, oh, that I've honest, I've got so many of yeah. them now. <laughs> oh, I know. I have so many of those. Sometimes I, sometimes it's bad if it's like a complete stranger, I'll just pretend that nothing happened and be like yeah mm. my mom but I've had times we have um in the spring last year we do this thing called mom's weekend with our sorority where all the moms come out and that was really tough for me and someone asked oh did your yeah it was rough but um someone had asked oh did your mom come out and I was like no and I wasn't gonna go any farther into it but they were like oh why mm. and then I was like oh she she's passed away and it's just super awkward for everyone involved because no one was really expecting that but yeah yeah, those situations are interesting (laughs) yeah yeah and people don't know what to say they just it's so hard for people to figure out what to say and for me like I know you probably feel the same way whatever the reaction is like it doesn't really matter to me Mm. I know it's going to be regardless but yeah it's just it's hard when those situations come up and sometimes I just fall on I'm like yep my mom's dead and yeah people off guard too so does that feel that that feels good though right when you're just like because you would have heard me say about this on the podcast so much like it drives me mad how I feel like I have to make other people feel better about my loss yes yes definitely it, it it really it really drives me mad because I'm like I like I, I talk about her and somebody will be like oh god don't you make me cry and I'm like that's you know I, don't make me feel guilty for making you upset about yeah talking about my mom yeah exactly yeah I totally I resonate with that for sure and I was telling one of my friends um about how I was going to go on the podcast with you and when I said um it's called the dead parent club she was like isn't that a little bit direct and I was like what do you mean? Like, I love that it's direct like that, that it just gets the point <laughs> Losing across. a parent is, is direct. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, don't make me feel bad for feeling this way. Cause mm. I'm going to say that's it like that. That's the way I'm going to say it. But yeah. Yeah. It's definitely well, weird when you have to yeah, interact with people. <laughs> that's exactly why we called it that because we were like, yeah. You know, if people see us on social media or on Instagram, straight away they're like yeah I'm, I'm in that club <laughs> you know, yeah I know it's perfect there's I no love ambiguity it. whatsoever um yeah and, and it, it's I think sugarcoating things sometimes by saying like oh they're no longer with us oh they passed away like that just makes it harder for me sometimes too because I never yeah. really know how to word it to make the other person feel comfortable yeah yeah it's it, it's so true it's it's really really hard I've got a yeah. um I don't know whether you've, you've heard, if you heard me tell the story about when I bought a necklace at, at the airport when I got back from holiday. Um, yes, yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah and the, the, the girl's like, you look, you look too young to be a mum. And I was like, yeah, I'm not a mum. And she was like, oh, you're buying it for your mum? And I, I, just, I just went, no, my mum's dead. And she was like, <laughs> yeah. oh. 
Yes, I love that story. That is like a perfect way to sum up how it feels when that happens, honestly. But like, I find it hard, you know, that your sorority obviously does that that kind of like mum's weekend and stuff. But I think that, that is a clear example of how not enough people speak about how it impacts other people who haven't got a mum or a dad anymore and um, yeah definitely and no you go ahead sorry I, I should say are. like it, it's finally kind of been spoken about over here on, on Mother's Day there are some brands that are now they now if they send you an email they'll say we're going to start advertising Mother's Day stuff if you want to unsubscribe from these emails you can unsubscribe and that's yeah great, you know but yeah then, I remember you talking about that yeah that, there needs to be more of that definitely needs to I be agree more of that. it's tough Mother's Day was very hard for me just because everywhere you go you're reminded of it oh it's everywhere I couldn't even go on social media it was yeah. just that was hard too yeah you can't because so many people are out there just gushing about the parent and you're like well this sucks. yeah exactly I'm like well I don't have my parents so (laughs) thanks for rubbing it in there (laughs) yeah exactly yeah and I've also struggled with saying like I catch myself saying my parents when I'm Mm. in like in response to people's stories and I know it's not a big deal and people don't care but I never know how I feel about it if I should say like just my dad or some just like I'll say my parents room about something I'm like well technically that's just my dad's room now and it's just so weird to go around that language that I wasn't used to having to deal with before and even though it's not a big deal it always brings it up too in yeah. my head like oh now I'm sad because <laughs> I had to say that but yeah no so much is affected by it I'm I'm literally exactly the same I, I still do it now sometimes like I catch myself off guard and I'll say something about about my mum like I think a few months ago in front of my friend I said oh I'm, I'm going to see my mum this weekend but then I was like wait no like I'm going I'm going to see my dad sorry and yeah you're like whoa that like that that was so weird and you're so right about like your parents room like before that was it was your mum and dad's room it was your parents mm-hmm. room and then now it's your dad's and I think that kind of stuff is like the words that you say I think that kind of changes slowly as time goes on um I definitely don't do yeah. it as much, as much as I did before, but I still talk about my mum in, in present tense sometimes. Okay. Um, and I kind of make a conscious effort sometimes as well to not correct myself when I do that because that's obviously just you. I think it's, you know, it's like a coping mechanism, I think. And your your mum is, is still here. You know, she, mm-hmm. she's like alive in your in your brain. So I think, I don't think there's any need to kind of make yourself feel bad or kind of awkward about, when you talk about her in present tense because it's still it's still so recent as well you, you can't suddenly switch from being like oh my mum was this my mum was that um so when people say to me that you know what was your mum called I'll say my mum's name is Joanne because she is still my mum yeah so yeah you know, and I really it's, like it's that one of those things ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Yeah, and I think it's important to make a conscious effort to do that. And I on I should do that because that goes back to remembering them and not mm-hmm. losing that image of who they were and but how important they like were and still are in your life too. Mm. But you know, it, it it's hard. It's kind of you, you literally do you like you find your feet in grief and you kind of find like what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like kind of like going on a diet and being like, Oh, oh yeah, I, I can do that, but I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, grief is crazy. I just I remember I'm not like this as much anymore. And just and it's only been a year. I can't even imagine you've been through four years of this, but just mm. I used to get like so angry all the time and I would like have road rage and sometimes I'd be impatient. <laughs> I just have a new mood every month just of me being grieving. And it definitely mm. is interesting to look back on it and see like, oh, that's how I felt. And now I'll in the future, I'll look back on like how I felt about this month with it being the year and stuff. But just yeah. so many different emotions that you don't even realize half the time. Yeah, it's a full-on roller coaster. It literally yeah. is it's mad. So sometimes I'm fine yeah. for ages, and then I look up like a massive breakdown, and I'm just lying in bed, like like you know, like soul crying. And I'm like, I just miss my mom so much. Like, yes, it, yeah. You never get over it. You never ever get over no. it. You know, people say no. like t- time heals, and like it doesn't. It just time changes things. That's all. Yes, definitely. I agree, and I'm. I feel like I'm in that fine for ages stage right now, and I'm just waiting for the breakdown, and it's like, <laughs> oh. It's happening any minute. For it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> any day now. <laughs> yeah, time's ticking. Yeah. <laughs> do your um, your, do your friends at uni are they aware of like the time of year and stuff that it is? Yeah. Um. My I told my roommate about it and stuff, and I will bring it up sometimes if I'm thinking about it. But mm. for the most part, I think I'll usually post about things on social media when, like, I posted about her birthday and a lot of people came up to me on that day and were like, how are you? And I guess I'm the kind of person that I'm just like, good. How are you? When they're probably like, are you sure you're good? I I should have just probably started the conversation out of it. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I guess I just brushed that off. But um, yeah, for the most part, people do know, which is good. Yeah. That that doesn't change it. Like with me, I was in work on November 5th this year and I spent the whole day in work and people were like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, good. You. And then, at the end of the day I drove home got onto my driveway and that was when I broke down yeah like, yeah I cried for a good like 25 30 minutes listened to like voicemails and stuff from my mum yeah I'd, like, pictures, had, like, a, <laughs> I'd like a big moment and then I was like right okay let's let's carry on <laughs> yeah yeah I do the same thing and sometimes I try to force myself to like get it out and when it's a good time it's I can't cry and I can't feel sad and then I'll be sitting in class sometimes and like 
be a mess. So it's just, it's hard to deal with that sometimes. But yeah. It must be really hard share, sharing a room. Um, yeah, this, that is, right? t- it's tough. Yeah. I have my car here, which is nice because, like I said, I'm only like 20 minutes from my house. So that's mm. good too. So if I need to, I can go home and I do go home pretty frequently. But yeah, it's tough to, those times I'm feeling sad, I kind of just have to bottle it up if I don't want to make a scene yeah. for everyone to see it's um, like when you cry like when you grief cry it's proper like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's it's interesting I usually whenever I'm driving by myself that's usually my time to get it all out I'll listen yeah. to like depressing music on purpose yeah. like you said voicemails all of it yeah, I love it. Um, I always feel like I'm in a movie whenever I do that, when I'm driving. And Me it's too, like, yeah. You've got the sad music on and then you just cry. <laughs> yeah, and you just like feel so bad for yourself, but it's, it's a good thing for me to get it out because then I can go those that long time and feel fine for a while, which is good. Yeah. Um, so you talked about in the message that you sent, you know, like your relationships kind of like with your brother and stuff now. So mm-hmm. you're kind of like taking on that maternal role a little bit so yeah do you think does he kind of call you when you're at university and stuff or is it mostly kind of when you're at home do you kind of take on that role a lot more um I think it's more so when I'm at home but he definitely misses me more than I would have expected even though I'm so close um because we Mm. were very close before my mom passed away and so once she did pass away, the three of us, my brother and my dad got a lot closer, but I think that he's just struggling because my mom did like everything for us. I didn't do my laundry until like the month before she died oh, and gosh. she was just, yeah, it was bad. Like I was very dependent on her and she cooked every meal and she was a stay at home mom while my dad worked and he traveled a lot. So mm. we were just like very shaken up when that wasn't there anymore. So we're like trying to get my brother to do his laundry and stuff like that. And he just feels like, because I didn't have that, he's like entitled to have the time where he can be dependent on someone. But yeah. like, it's weird. Cause I'm trying to tell him that it's not the same situation that like our dad can't just be everything that mom was and more. And so I think he's definitely struggling with that. And I've tried to step in and help out when I go home mm. and I'll just like go home and surprise them and like do some dishes and stuff like that if it's needed. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just weird um, for us because like I said, she just like did absolutely everything. So that transition has been super hard for sure. And I think that's been the hardest part. Like the things we have a dog and a cat and taking them to the vet, I'm like a I'm so stupid. I don't know how much to feed them and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I wouldn't. Just, yeah. Yeah, she did all of it. And so just having to adjust this past year has been interesting for sure. Mm, yeah. And I do. I really feel for your dad. You know, it's. Yeah. I. Yeah. I was the same with my dad. You can't, you kind of, you expect them to be twice what they are. And, yeah. And, and, you know, they can't do that. And I'm still trying to learn to accept that because um, I was yeah, very, close with, very close with my mom. Yeah, really difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, my relationship with my dad was very different to my relationship with my mom. And it takes a long Me time too. to accept that that's it. You know, that they can't be that person. They are their own person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know yeah, yeah. Your, whole, your whole family dynamic changes so much. 
Yes. And I like relied on my mom. Like she would call me every day and I'd like tell her about crazy, stupid things that happened in my day. And my dad, I could call him like four times and he won't answer. Or if I don't call him, he'll never call me. So it's just like weird to have to take that initiative to like want to, but I just know that one, he's not that kind of person. Like you said, it's just a different relationship. And two, we can't expect him to just be this like different person now that she's gone yeah because he has his own grief as well which is yeah and I think having to have yeah 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 (laughs) I know he's doing he's doing a good job and we try to tell him that as often as we can about my brothers he's tough sometimes yeah but, yeah I, I'm not surprised I mean he's so young like my heart yeah breaks for him I know he um she wasn't at his eighth grade graduation so that was that was oh. tough for us just like things like that and he was actually only 13 when she passed away his birthday was like a month after so I wow. think that this will be a hard birthday for him coming up and stuff like that just because he's missing out on so much more time with her than even I did but then most people yeah. get too yeah and I think you know he's not going to have anybody around him other than yourself who have also lost a parent for such a long mm-hmm. time either yes so yeah. you know it's having that support from your peers because they obviously at 14 you, your friends aren't going to have a clue how to react they will I I think about in high school now and I know a few people whose parents died at high school, but you literally mm-hmm. just did not even acknowledge it in high school. Like, no, it was you just, not something no. that, you, that you spoke about. No, not at all. And he, we're actually, we were like wondering how he would turn the situation around, but he actually has like, he's been doing so many sports and he's teaching himself how to play the piano. He's so cute. He like, yeah, he plays outside instead of playing video games. And he's just like, really, yeah, he's really like not with the laundry kind of aspects, but he's grown up and become like very independent and stuff. So I just really proud of how he's actually taken this. And it's just, it's crazy how lucky we got with that, I guess. Um, At least my dad is like, still doing everything and I think that some people definitely struggle with not even being able to get out of bed in the morning but I think we all just kind of accepted that we have to deal with this and move on and make the best of it and with him being so young I'm glad that he was able to realize that too yeah no that's that's amazing I'm so glad that he's not yeah but my worst nightmare is that happening to you know a young child and they just sit in their rooms all day every day and just play on their yeah that's what everybody does yeah right like it's exactly and he doesn't and he's just so resilient it's it's amazing and I I just wish that like you said he has no one that he can even relate to but I wish that there'd be people that would even acknowledge how well he's doing because I think that would really make him feel good but he doesn't him. like the attention yeah like if for me if people talk about it I'm like yes like <laughs> talk about me and yeah. how like yeah. I've been through this but he doesn't like that so <laughs> that's so know. true <laughs> yeah I like love when people bring it up and acknowledge the fact that sometimes I wish I could just write on my forehead like my yes. mom's dead but yeah I can't really do that so it's, it's so true there is nothing I love more than a good like 10-15 minute conversation about me yeah what I've been through and how sad I am yeah about it. exactly yeah yeah that's how I am which is kind of bad sometimes but I've accepted it whatever it's, it's not bad it's just you know we, we go through all, we go through every single day of our lives 
pretty much yeah. never speaking about it so when somebody does speak about it you're like oh my god please <laughs> give me yes, all of your attention <laughs> I could talk forever yeah exactly literally so yeah. true <laughs> yeah <laughs> so talk to me about your mum then like what was she like what's what are your like kind of like what's one of your fondest memories with her um she was like very um there's so many words I could describe her she was Mm. super like walked into the room and took over the room like she was very loud and super opinionated and (laughs) people have crazy stories about her because she just like loved people I guess and she had Mm. a lot of friends which was really cool at her celebration then we got to see how many people cared about her but she like um she has just she had such a crazy personality where she was like super on top of things and she was like a really big germaphobe so I remember growing (laughs) up like I was taught that whenever I like left or came back to the house we'd have to like wash our hands and stuff like that just like (laughs) she was very strict about those kind of things but um yeah she just I'm trying to think of one of my fondest memories I think um when we, I did competitive cheerleading. I don't know if um, you're familiar with it. Like I've watched Bring It On. <laughs> okay, yes. So pretty similar, but none of the like pom-pom things. Yeah. We would travel and um, we, she would um, travel with me. So it was nice. We'd get to like have little girls weekends when I had cheer competitions. But wow. there was this one time uh, that I was in the car with all my friends and one of my friends' mom and her and she had like a um, certificate for the parking place we were at and the people wouldn't accept it. And she was like, no, like take it. I don't care. I'm not paying. Like I have this certificate. And she like almost drove through the barrier that they had because she was so mad. And it's just like totally described who she was as a person, like whatever she was going to do, like she was going to do it. And no one like was going to get in her way. So. Yes. Yeah. And she was like five foot two and 110 pounds. Wow. So she was like a little bulldozer. Yeah. So up until her last day, she was like that too, which was really special for all of us to see that like she never really lost her spunk, even when she was super sick. Yeah. But yeah. And she also, um, one of the cool things that she did was during her chemotherapy treatment, um, she like adamantly did not want to lose her hair. So we found this thing called the Digni cap. Um, and yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I had never heard of it before, but it's this like cap that they put on women's head or not just women, men too, uh, like patients heads. Um, and it freezes your head and your hair follicles while you're going through chemotherapy. Yeah. And so she did that a couple times because like she was on her deathbed and was like, can you straighten my hair for me? And I was like, sure. Yeah, so it was really special for her that she didn't have to lose her hair. And um, we, when she died, we asked that people, instead of, like, sending us flowers and stuff like that, would donate to that organization because they're super expensive. And mm. I think it's something that every patient should have access to because I know how hard it is for cancer patients to have to lose their hair. That's, like, one of the most difficult parts, I think. Yeah. But so that was really cool that we raised a lot of money to be able to give people that opportunity. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that was one thing that she really was like, she loved that um, we found that for her. What was the like healthcare out like out there? Like, 
did you guys have to pay for it all or were you you know insured and stuff um my dad's work um is our insurance so we actually were really lucky and they paid for most of it but it's interesting how expensive some of the things were she had um to wear this thing on her arm I think it was called new lesta and when she was going through chemotherapy it made her like feel less nauseous Mm. and that alone was nine thousand dollars every time she had to wear it just crazy things like that and thank god insurance covered it for us but yeah that was one of the things we have talked about just how crazy it is that if you can't if you don't have those benefits you can't afford it like how do you even go about that yeah, that's, you know, that's one of the things that terrifies me the most, you know, kind of yeah. <coughs> thinking about what, like, what me and my family went through here, because my mum obviously had cancer and passed away, my dad's had cancer twice mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, and I think, oh, okay, I think, wow. um, yeah, yeah, but literally straight after, after my mum died, my dad got diagnosed oh. again with prostate oh cancer, so it's been pretty I'm chaotic, sorry. no, it's all right, he's still yeah. here, so, you know, we're yeah. all good, <laughs> um, a trooper, that's awesome, yeah, yeah, massively, but I think you know if we were in America, we'd be bankrupt. Like, yeah, it's it's, it's crazy, terrifying. It is terrifying, and we are super blessed here in the UK with our healthcare system. So, you know, it's it's one of the things that you know, when I hear stories like yours and stuff, I think, oh my god, like, thank God, thank God you have you know good insurance and stuff because yeah, it, it's hard oh, to even yeah. imagine. It's insane, and she they also um, the hospital that she went to. Uh, was in Denver so I live like in Boulder Colorado I'm not sure if you're familiar with that but so it was pretty close but um, it was one of the like top pancreatic um, units in the country so we were grateful for that too because it would have been horrible to had to have like transferred somewhere just so she could get good treatment and with us being so young it would have just like brought everyone's lives in crazy shambles so we're thankful for that too but yeah it's I just the um cost of going through these treatments here is just crazy it's insane yeah I think it's it's so sad I can I my heart goes out to families you know who not only their kind of loved one dies but then they get left with horrendous bills and stuff it must be yeah just like yeah definitely yeah and we um she uh, the last two weeks we did at home hospice. So that was really nice too. And I think I'm pretty sure insurance covered that, but I'm not sure, but they actually, we see grief counseling through them and it was, um, 13 months free, which was super nice. So we haven't paid for our grief counselor because the hospice program provides it for the first 13 months. That's amazing. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been really good because I know that can add up for sure too. Um, we didn't actually speak about this, just doing a bit of a U-turn. Did did, did your mum kind of sit and talk to you and your brother and stuff about, you know, when she was diagnosed kind of terminal and stuff? Um, Not really. So I didn't learn until after the fact that they told her um, that if she didn't do anything, she'd only have four months. My parents kind of like shielded that from us, which I'm actually pretty grateful for, but I was kind of frustrated when I heard about it. But when yeah. she was diagnosed, my dad was like, do not Google pancreatic cancer. Like, do not do your own research because we don't know if she's different because the odds are just so low for this cancer. It's yeah. it's insane how um, aggressive it is. But so I, I listened to him and I never like 
Googled it. And I think that that kind of contributed to my mindset that I always had where I was like, she's going to beat this, which I think that looking back on it, I'm glad I felt that way because it was definitely, it was a shock. But at the same time, I think that I like cherished the time I had with her just because I like, wasn't, I, I wasn't really like expecting her to die, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Um, and she wasn't either. That was one of the things that I struggled with after the fact that she died that we were still dealing with is she like adamantly, like I said, she was very like a big, like flamboyant mm. person. So she just did not accept the fact that she was going to die. So tying up all those loose ends after the fact, like credit cards and stuff like that, she yeah. didn't do a great job with that. So that was hard for us for a while and still follows us. Like I'll go to a store and her name's still under our phone number there. Just <gasps> yeah. things like that. Yeah. I, That's just, I feel it's like, hard. Yeah. yeah. I am. But my mom was the same. My mom never accepted that she was going to die. We never spoke about it. Mm-hmm. never had that conversation. Even when she yeah. was put on a syringe driver, it was like, I'm just going to have a rest. I'll be, I'll be all right for Christmas. Yeah. Be fine. My mom was the same way. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's hard because you don't get any closure. Like you have to create your own closure from it. Um, but I, I had the same when when I was in Lancaster, because that's where I went to uni, kind of nearby to me. Um, I hit my head one day and I went to A&E and I walked in mm-hmm. and obviously they take your details and stuff. And they're like, oh, so your next of kin, the contact number we've got up is Joanne Hooker. And I just mm-hmm. burst out crying like I yeah. was mortified. And the lady was like, oh, my God. And I was like, she's 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 dead and the lady was like oh my god like I'm so sorry and oh it was Uh, awful it was awful yeah those things they really cut you to the core they follow you yeah yeah Yeah, no that's really hard and it's just it's it was hard for me too being the same way that you were saying we we talked once the four of us she was just like I'm really proud of you guys like I don't want you to be sad that kind of thing but other than that there was no talk about like the future without her and stuff like that so it was just mm. it's weird to have that and then it's also weird to like be reminded of it every day when you have to do things like that like go to the emergency room or take the dog to the vet and her name is oh. still on everything it is horrible <laughs> yeah yeah it is hard so do you think that it's changed the way that you go about your life and your in your attitude towards it would you say that you're like you're kind of a different person now oh a hundred percent I think that like I can't really remember how I was but I know that like the day before she died and the day after like it just I totally changed as a person and every day throughout this year I think I've changed just because going through something like that you just have to learn to like continue on with your life and to also Mm. be able to make relationships with people around you and try to be successful in whatever you're doing but carry that like heavy bag of grief on your shoulders and I tell my brother this sometimes like obviously I I would do anything to have my mom back but I'm almost grateful to have been through this just because like before I never really had that depth of like not just tragedy but I guess just having grief um in my life I was pretty privileged and had a pretty good childhood so just Mm. I think that it like helps me put myself in other people's shoes and it helps me look at the world differently and I think I'm like more open to doing things um I'd hope so at least I like try to but um so I just I guess I'm when you can't really go back and you can't change it 
the best thing you can do is be grateful for what you have gotten out of it I is how I'm trying to look at it but Amazing. I'm just grateful to yeah to have like had that person in my life that was so important and to like be able to remember her and to be able to move on and learn how to live without her and try to cope with grief because I feel like if I am faced with having to go through something else I'll at least have some experience the next time definitely definitely yeah yeah it it definitely prepares you for bad things to happen in your life it it doesn't even Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't even have to be somebody dying It, it can be anything you know how to protect yourself from going down you know a really bad rabbit hole now like you're yeah. aware you're aware of like what makes you feel better what doesn't what you need to do I think it it mm-hmm. gives you skills for life <laughs> losing a parent gives you yes. skills for yes, life yes exactly yeah Massively. I definitely think so and I'm kind of a big drama queen so like when small things happen I I mean I'm better about it now but I like let's say I get a bad grade on a test I am realizing that obviously that's not the end of the world anymore mm. like I used to act like it was so just like going through everyday life and just having like little bumps in the way I think I'm able to realize that there's a lot more life than small things and um that's definitely helped me and as a person and just be able to be positive too yeah yeah amazing yeah oh well is there anything else you want to talk about or I've just got our last question um, I don't think so. I think we covered pretty much everything. Awesome. Well, kind of our hero question is, what would you say to other people that have experienced or are experiencing something similar to you? Yeah. Um, I would say to try to be there for yourself first and foremost, mm. but to also try to be there for those people around you that are like, feeling that loss, um, in the same way, just because, um, I know I've gotten so much closer to my family through this and, um, just us being there for each each other has helped so much. And I think that that's definitely important, but also just to continue to like live your life and do the things that you love to do, because at the end of the day, like you can't go back and you can't change what happened. And, even if you have regrets, there's not really much you can do about it. So the best thing you can do is just remember them in the best way possible. Like I, every day try to wear something like whether it be jewelry or Mm -hmm. if I'm know that I'm going to have something big that day, I'll like wear something of my mom's just so that I know that she's with me kind of thing. Love that. Um, Yeah. Just something little just to remind you. And if it makes like, sometimes it'll make me sad and I'll like purposely not do it, but Sometimes it just is like that comforting that that person's there. Um, And I guess at the end of the day, we're all dealing with stuff. So what I've been trying to tell myself is even though I'm having a hard time, I still have to be there for other people in my life. And that's been a hard thing for me. But it's important to still be that like friend or sibling or family member that others rely on too. And to not let grief just like take over because it's not only bad for others but it's also just bad for you too I've got to say I would never have thought that your mum died just last November (laughs) (laughs) thank you I appreciate that no like the fact that you're still only 19 in that uni and stuff I think like it's amazing how you've got this kind of outlook on it and 
yeah I'm I'm really grateful that you've come on and spoken about this because you literally know, you. You, you never I know how many, how many people it helps like we get messages from people all the time when they've brought out certain episodes and stuff that really resonated with them just like you did you know with um yeah yeah so yeah super super grateful you've come on and especially with it being quarter past two in the morning for you like <laughs> yeah it's okay I'm actually doing great right now <laughs> didn't even realize <laughs> feeling refreshed <laughs> yeah exactly I'm gonna like go drink a cup of coffee after this just pull an all-nighter <laughs> but yeah no I'm really grateful to have come on too and like you said I've honestly felt like I've resonated with something from mm. each episode just because I think even though everyone that you guys have talked to has been through something different we all kind of still know what it feels like yeah. in some way and can connect um in one way or another which is just really special to have this platform to be able to do that yeah thank th- literally Abby thank you so so much I thank you feel like I've started my day really well now I feel really good oh so, that's yeah. so sweet thank you <laughs> I appreciate it Thank you so much for listening to this week's DPC podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have and have found some comfort in the stories that you've heard today. If you've resonated with anything we've said, have any questions or want to get involved, please do contact us. We are on Instagram. It's at DPC podcast. You can email us on dpcpodcast at hotmail.com or we have a contact form on our website www.dpcpodcast.co.uk We have a whole bunch of resources over on our website. More information about dealing with grief, losing parents, and professionals to contact if you should need it. Because as Kat so eloquently said in our first podcast, we're not providing healthcare, we're just chatting <laughs> If you think this podcast could help someone, then we would love for you to share it. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Loads of love from Sam and Kat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.